Welcome to the village. Welcome to the village. It's your man KJ. Uh, yeah, you Marie, how you doing, baby? I'm good. That's I'm what's good. up. That's what's uh-huh. up. <laughs> A little bit of off mic banter and jokes. Yeah, I'll uh, get him back later. Yes. No I'm kidding. Um, anyway, Village, we have a very interesting article that we found on the Associated Press, and it's titled, I Didn't Really Learn Anything. COVID Grads Face College. Now, I, as someone who's already finished college, gone through high school, all that great stuff, I did not even think about this, right? Because it didn't dawn on me that these kids are not learning the way that you and I learned. We went to school five days a week. You learned your reading, your math, your fine arts, all these things, but you learned in a classroom setting. So you were prepared, so to speak, for college. Even if you didn't, uh, like my first year of college, I I failed out. I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to travel the world, so I joined the military. There it is. That was my reason for, I just didn't want to do it anymore at that time. Different scenario for you. You were not as prepared going into college. No, I wasn't as prepared, and I definitely wasn't social, socially emotionally prepared. Okay, yeah. For, for what, so I, I, I jumped in full force, both feet in the deep end and didn't know how to swim. Yeah, that was me as well. I wasn't ready. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So when I look at stuff like this, when these kids are saying, yeah, we really aren't ready for this. I look at our two youngest ones. I remember when at the height of COVID, I had to literally put restrictions on them. Hey, while you're in school, there's no PlayStation or Xbox. Like I said something I thought I would never have had to say, but I had to say, put the put the PlayStation down. I cannot tell you how many times I would go in there and they would have their laptops up and they're paying attention, but they're playing PlayStation or they're playing Xbox. You can't do that. And so when I read through this article, there were times this young man, he said, literally, I wouldn't even show up to class. If I showed up, I barely paid attention. And there were times he wouldn't even go to class. He would either play video games, right? He's either playing video games or or he would go and work extra hours at his job. Yeah. So the the other portion of this truly is that um, we weren't prepared. The colleges weren't prepared. The high schools weren't prepared. The elementary schools weren't prepared. I remember when when COVID happened, first happened, Danielle was in the 10th or 11th grade. She was in 11th. She was in 11th grade. And those teachers did not have lesson plans for online learning. Mm -hmm. They weren't ready. They they literally, they were not ready. And so a lot of the learning that needed to happen simply did not. And if, if a child didn't show up, they, you know, they still gave them half credit. There's, you know, a lot of, oh, oh, you can turn that in two months late. You it's okay you know and now these students are i mean i'm going back to school and i'm panicking because there's no such thing as late work yeah you know mm-hmm. and these students are used to oh you finally got that done i'm so glad you know they're used to what i call the trophy generation mm-hmm. of 
teaching that had to happen because of COVID. A lot of students didn't go back to school. The older students, a lot of older students did not return to school. Now you've got, for instance, Danielle, I, I said her famous name. It's okay. Yeah. She's so so our oldest is, is headed to college um, and feels incredibly unprepared, incredibly panicked. Um, she's a special education student with a deficit in math, right? So a lot of her math stuff where she could have gone forward a lot more mm -hmm. and it would have been a greater help to her because she wasn't in a classroom where they can tr could truly see where she was because all of her special education math was based upon what she was able to do in that moment. So here we are in the middle of a pandemic where the teachers really can't work with her one-on-one -on -one as much mm -hmm. trying to just make sure she's showing up to class. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's she's she, she's and, and that was the issue for a lot of teachers. They were they're, of course, the teachers. I'm not saying these teachers are dummies. They have the knowledge, the information, whatever the case may be. But when you have students not showing up, it's how do you how do you rectify that? How do you say you know what? How do you how do you rectify that as an instructor and, and, and even as a parent? How do you rectify that? Here's the thing. Um, the whole idea of using Chromebooks is only about seven years old, right? Yeah. I so so that, came that came into play roughly seven years ago with the high school students, mm -hmm. not the elementary students, not the junior high students, the high school students. A lot of these pilot programs that were put forth by things like Google right. um, and Android where they were offering these these Chromebooks to these high schools for prorated amounts, mm -hmm. uh, uh, this Google Classroom, all that, all that is very new. Then you've got inner city areas and rural areas where there's not access to Didn't fair, fair access yeah. to the internet. Right. I can remember in my little rural area, we had several, um, so the library was, couldn't be open because we were in the middle of COVID, mm -hmm. right? So we had several insurance companies that were allowing parents to come and park in their parking lot so that the students could use their internet to log into class mm. in a rural area. And this was happening everywhere. Mm. You know, you had students that were going to their local Burger King and sitting on the sidewalk with their laptops trying to get schoolwork done. Yeah. And then for our younger students, you had to go to the school and pick up packets and the packets were hundreds of pages. And so you, there was a lot that had to do with how COVID and how just access to the internet, access to materials, a lot of kids were watching their younger siblings so their parents could work. A lot of kids were working because mom and dad lost their jobs during COVID or could not work. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to help pay those bills. A lot of students were already struggling in a regular classroom and yeah. said, and so when 
when COVID happened, it got worse for them and they were just like, well, I was too stupid for the classroom. So I'm obviously too stupid to do this online. You want to know what, you don't want to know my deep down thoughts. You know what COVID exposed a lot of things, right? Of course. COVID exposed that you don't have to work in an office. You can get it done. But COVID also exposed why internet access for everyone needs to happen. Yes, it does. We need to have literacy, like literal literacy courses on how to use the internet properly. And I'm not talking for adults my age and older, right? I'm talking from little ones, kindergartner kids on up. I remember seeing several times, you're expecting a kindergartner who's never had to, who's never had an opportunity to sit in a classroom. Now you want them to learn via a computer? And most of these kids are undiagnosed ADHD <laughs> or whatever the case may be. It's undiagnosed. And you're, you, as an instructor, little Timmy, come on, you got to sit still. Why is little Timmy going to sit still? His puppy is running across the floor. Yeah, He's not in a setting oh, to where he can learn, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it's funny. I'm making a joke. Yes, oh, but, no. it, but it's funny. Like, but but it's... the reality is these kids that went through three years, like this young man, he was a, well, a sophomore. He spent sophomore, junior, senior, part of senior year online. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be rough. Um, so I had a college freshman um, that year of COVID. COVID crushed my childhood dreams of, of going forward. Mm-hmm. I remember it, that. It, it is impossible for him to learn online. He is not an online learner. Mm-hmm. It's um, not for everybody. It really isn't. It, re- it isn't for me, even though I'm taking some some hybrid classes this year. Um, I made sure they were classes that I could possibly have a chance in hell of succeeding at okay. doing it online. That's, okay. you know, uh-huh. I, I know my truth. Right, right. Um, but for them, it, it you know, it, you're trying to take a, a class on lighting for the theater on a computer there's no you have to you have to you have to climb a ladder you have to use a hammer you have Mm -hmm. to use wire strippers you have to know you know i took those classes in in college so there's there's a definite disadvantage and you know and if, if you read through the article it did talk about how these different colleges colleges and civic organizations are trying to catch these kids up Yes. They're there. And I even, you know, the college I was going to, had I not been working full time, I was going to do it. Had I been able to figure it out, I haven't taken a I have taken a math course. I have a I have a learning deficit in math. Um, which is where my beautiful children get it. Um, they had a three week course that you could go and they they called it um for those who are anxious about college math, you could go in for three hours a day over a two-week period, and they would work on basic math skills with you mm-hmm. to try and get you more prepared for that college-level math. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm also thinking college-level reading, college-level comprehension. I think college level, for me, the whole thing of college level comprehension, it encompasses math, your English, your sciences, because you have to be able to comprehend what you're reading. Time Na- management skills. Yes. All that. Like in, yeah. In the college t- is a different, it's a different animal. 
So here's the thing. I think we all, anyone that was forced to stay home during the pandemic mm-hmm. that didn't already know how to work or or do school from home beforehand really had a hard time with the time management skills yeah. aspect. Yeah. Because when you're working in an office or you're in a classroom, you don't have access to Netflix. You don't have access to I'm gonna go grab some food in the middle of your day. You don't have, oh my gosh, my bed is five feet away. You know, I I recently had a discussion with our kiddo going to college about cleaning her desk off and having a good place to sit and study. And the word out of their mouth was, I can do that on my bed because that's my quiet safe space but inside my head i'm like how did you learn that was your quiet safe space oh covid because Mm. because most of the time you're at a you know i like having my desk i have like having my places where i can set my books and my pens out Mm -hmm. and i have a flat surface if i'm in a bed i'm going to go to sleep same here but for these kids you know i i've seen our children who basically had the dual learning from from a technology and being part of covid upside down off of the couch reading on their laptop mm-hmm. and i think it's so here's the basis very interesting how so this is going to go forward here's the basis i think as a as a as a as a whole i think learning has changed right i think learning has ultimately has changed because of covid I think there's going to be a lot of lag on both ends, but I think eventually that lag is going to come to a head and we're going to be we're going to be okay. The the hope is that a lot of, co- of college professors that in the past have been very there will be no late homework. There will, I remember will be those days. To, yeah. So that's still in my syllabuses that I'm getting for my classes. Okay. Um that you but then at the same time if you read through the syllabus they're saying if you get behind contact me right away because i really want your success so i'm hoping with some of these kids and some of these different learners and some of these kids that have kind of been the pandemic learners the pandemic high school kids that these college instructors will take a hold of that and just work with them more yes to get them to a good time management place mm-hmm. almost all of the colleges since i've been in college have a class you have to take on time management and all of that yeah it's a freshman class it's a freshman level yeah. class you take yeah. it in high school you take it in college so i think that will also be a thing but it is scary that in math and science especially that a lot of these pandemic kids are so lacking and so far behind Mm -hmm. and then the question becomes how much can the colleges do to catch them up right like it because we're looking at the workforce in five years where's the workforce going to be we might have really great i think advertisers but where are we going to be with our STEM students? Where are we going to be with our mathematicians? Where are we going to be with these students that just didn't get that? I think we're going to see a surge in uh, like iron workers, steel workers, brick masons, the trades. 
I yes. think you're going to see a lot of that because there's a lot of there's a lot of money that's being pushed into that now, right? Yeah. Like I remember I took a couple of shop classes and and things like that, and, and even after uh, the military, I had an opportunity to work as a uh, under an, under an apprenticeship program to be like an HVAC operator or whatever it is, yeah. and I didn't do it because that's not what I wanted to do with my life, whatever the case may be. But I see a surge and you're going to see a lot of like brick because those are skills that are always going to be needed. you always need electricians you'll always need uh iron workers you're going to always need these things of course and i think it's it's you don't have to have that college you have to have this trade school sometimes yeah, trade or, school. or apprenticeship but mm-hmm. you don't have to have that college no and it's something a lot of these kids started that journey during that three years mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they began their journeyman stuff during exactly. high school. Exactly, and it and and to them, it's much more. Well, I didn't have it's to more sit in a classroom. Yeah, I didn't have to sit yeah. in a classroom to graduate high school, mm-hmm. even though a lot of high schools really just push kids through in that's that another, last that, two years. That's that's another podcast right yeah. there. But yeah, but um, but they're like, yeah, I can I can go and I can make a good wage, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However where are we going to fill in the lack of mathematicians the Mm. lack of people in the stem field the lack of you know there's across the board there has to be an equal playing field we can't have it but we can't have just stem workers and not have iron workers right but what i am simply what i am trying to say is is the u.s right we know historically that these upper jobs were always meant for the upper crust if you will okay right and then these lower jobs were meant for like people you and i okay i'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist on this particular podcast but that's kind of how i feel i feel like we're it's a setup to where these young kids are now saying oh well i mean the trade work it's i ain't got to get a college degree I, some of these kids, they're making sixty, seventy thousand dollars at the age of twenty-one, twenty-two. Yes, but I, I think more what I'm saying is, we need all of the fields. We do need all of the fields. Okay. You can't, you you can't build aircrafts without mathematicians. Of course, yes. You know? There are certain think, trades that yes, you yeah, have to have I think, the education. You know, but I've always been a big proponent of when kid uh, kid learning that you don't have to go to college you can go to trade school right you know i've been always been a big proponent now i have i kind of pushed my kids towards college a little yes a little bit yes because they have been more academically successful kids than trade school kids that's always how it has been with most of my children right they they have shown more of an aptitude for academics mm-hmm. Um, but what I guess what more what I'm saying is I'm not saying that we it should be everyone should dream should be college. But what I'm saying is we have a need for electricians as much as we have a need for doctors. Of course. You know, we have to make sure there's a balance that there's a balance. Yes. Yes. And we there it's not we need a balance. We need people who were to pair roads and we also need people who you know work work as judges mm-hmm. who work in in the law field mm-hmm. we also need 
nurses as much as we need iron workers mm -hmm. you know we need this is a system an ecosystem that works together right if we suddenly have a big influx of people in the journeyman fields and we don't and we have a lag over here we're going to see a big problem at some point yes we because will. you're going to you're going not going to have that mathematician that then can make sure that all the math is right for that airplane that's flying over your city you know you're mm -hmm. not going to have people that understand the law that help our government work mm -hmm. you're not going to you know and vice versa if we don't have iron workers we don't have safe roads if we don't have plumbers I'm sorry, I don't want to have to dig a latrine. You know, all these, all these, it's an ecosystem that has to work together. And the scary part right now is that three years doesn't seem like a, like a huge portion of generation mm -hmm. for that lack of education to go. Mm -hmm. However, it's still three years mm -hmm. so you're talking three years a lot of these kids being three years behind they're now saying they can catch our kindergartners up and our first graders and i our think second they can graders. but here's the other piece of that when they started common core one of as as a parent of cheat of kids that were introduced to common core later mm -hmm. danielle my my youngest biological child started Common Core from kindergarten. Yes. So her understanding of Common Core and everything she has to understand is different than my oldest child, right? There was a big lag because of Common Core in what kids understood and were had the ability to do because they learned for three or four years one way one way to do something and then it was all thrown out and the entire education system changed so there was this huge lag in understanding and and there's a huge catch-up rate not all kids were successful in catching up yeah not all kids were and most of us have now said common course crap for the most part yeah now, there's some I good mean, pieces of it of course i, I thought can, there were some really good components there were some very good components of common core but what i'm saying is a common core was this one way to learn which com was completely opposite than a, a way that a lot of kids had learned already yeah been it, taught to learn yeah, exactly and so i think we so we already have this lag in education mm -hmm. for a lot of kids. Right. And then on top of it, we're going to throw in the pandemic. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be interesting. And I think colleges are really going to have to do a lot to catch kids up. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what it's going to have to be. They have to be willing to put the time in so that these young people can catch up, learn the right way they may figure out college is not for me i do want to go into the trades some kids will figure out you know what college is my jam i want to go get this phd but at the but the initial is let's make sure these kids have a basis for comprehension and then go from there 
All right, Village. So that's our time. Uh, we will, of course, post this link when the show goes up. Uh, Twitter at W2TheVillage. I am at Enlighten My Mind. Uh, Eve Marie is at Muse Chaotic. Uh, the show can be heard through Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Deezer, iTunes, Tumblr, Spotify, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, Player FM, SoundCloud, YouTube, and LinkedIn by searching for me, Kevin Johnson. Instagram is welcome to the village. Facebook is also welcome to the village. And if you want to email us, welcome to the village at gmail.com. Great show. Great show, sir. As the saying goes, we uh, we love you. We thank you. Be blessed. Have a great night. Bye, everyone. Have a great week, guys. Thanks.